Well, good afternoon to our next podcast in our series of True Business Stories. And I'm sitting here having a very, very nice coffee at Little Paco, down the end of Packington Street. What's the address? 110 Packington Street. 110 Packington Street, uh, down towards the Woolies end of Paco. Um, lovely, lovely cafe and a very, very nice coffee. So, Bill, who are we chatting to today? Yeah, well, thanks, Mark. Uh, well, this is our second one today. And we're here with a, another one of Geelong's best-kept secrets, <laughs> a young lady who's only in her 20s, who's been in hospitality for quite a while, actually, and this is her second venue on, in Packington Street. And the other good news is uh, there's a baby on the way. There so, is. <laughs> that's right. So we're talking to Zara Remin- Remina. Remina, uh, close. Oh, close. Well, we won't repeat that one. Uh Welcome, Zara. Thank you. That's right. Now, as I said, uh, I noticed Zara open this uh, shop probably oh, what, a little while ago because mm. this is on the end of my early morning 5K walk. <laughs> and uh, then when I introduced myself, she said, oh, I used to be down the other end of Paco and, um, and it's reopened. And she comes from a hospitality family and has got some f- a fascinating background, Mark. And it's been into everything, I can tell you. Well, well, let, let's begin. So, welcome, Zara. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, let's let's start as we do with all our, our podcasts. We ask people, where did you go to primary school? I went to St. Robert's in Newtown Primary School. So, you're really local. Yeah, I okay. am. Yes. And, and then did you go into high school from there? What I was... did. I went to Sacred Heart College. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, Sacred great Heart school. Great school. It Very is. Very good school. Yeah. And then once you reached the end of your schooling what did you want to do did you know what you wanted to do I actually went straight into university I was studying sports science at Ballarat Uni but I only lasted six months it just wasn't for me wasn't for you no and and it's interesting is it the number of people we've spoken to who think that's where they want to go and then go nah exactly and and then they decide something else yeah what, what what flipped you out of sports science what did you do that I went into personal training at that point and as well as makeup. So I did a bit of both. Yeah. So you like fitness and Yeah, I did at the time. And not so much anymore. I don't have time. <laughs> but yeah, so I did a bit of everything back then. Yeah. And and cool. with your were you doing personal training one on one? Yeah, so in I was doing no in Geelong at that point. So I was doing um, running group sessions down at the waterfront. Yeah, so which was fun, and then I went into um, like training with kids for a little bit, but yeah, I just got bored of it after a while. <laughs> and so, what tipped you back into into the hospitality industry? Well, I have been in the industry for quite a while. It's been nearly thirteen years, I think. But I um, started at a family business, the Sphinx Hotel, at when I was thirteen or fourteen. So that's where my love began for the industry and I've done like the makeup and personal training but I've always come back to hospitality so I think it's just my calling it's in your genes it is it is so I love it though the other interesting thing is in uh, this strip of Paco which is probably from Gordon Avenue down to the Telegraph Hotel I've counted 13 places that you can actually buy coffee there's a few of us (laughs) <laughs> so uh, it's not competitive, is it? There's, uh, no, I'm not a competitive person anyway. I think if you, you're adding value to the area yeah. and there are so many people living 
down Pakenham Street or Geelong West. So I think we can all share and value from another business. Well, that's how I think anyway. Yeah. So when, when did you decide you wanted to do your own Oh, uh, There was a point when I was 24, I was just fed up of working for other people. I was like, I just want to get into it myself. So I opened, um, it was called Five Foot One, just near the Telegraph Bridge. And that was a lot of fun down there. It was my first business. Lots of mistakes were made, but it kind of just makes you stronger as a person and more knowledgeable. So yeah, but I sold that after four years. so. So did you make any money in it? Not so much money. We broke even yeah. towards the end. I don't think like hospitality, unless you're a really big business, I don't think you make millions out of it. I do it personally for the love. But um, yeah, we, we didn't lose on it either. Yeah. Now, another thing, Mark, uh, Zara's got a second business operating as well. Yes. <laughs> you want to t- tell us a bit about that one? Yes. Yeah, so I've got a grazing catering company called Boxton Boards. Box and Boards. Yeah. On and website? There is, yeah. So, box so and boxandboards.com.au. Yep. And we are um, like a graze table business. So, we do charcuteries, but on like a larger scale. And little graze boxes as well at like different events, weddings, um, parties. Yeah. What, what made you think of that? Um, during COVID, actually, we, with Five Foot One, we were obviously quiet and we needed another revenue of money. Um, so we were doing gift boxes and as people were locked down, people were sending them out as like a, I miss you or thinking of you. So it kind of blew up. And from there we added events when we could open up again. So it just kicked off from there. So we kept it going and now it's been, yeah, two years, maybe three years. Do you operate that out of this premises? Yes, we do. Yeah. So we prep here and then go and set up at the, um, venues or at their home or... Yeah. So it's I did a have a look at the website, Mark. Yep. Yeah, so you can have a look at that Very when good. you when you get a chance. And yeah. so have, do you have staff working with you, Zara? I do. I have um, – I actually don't know how many. Three or four here. And then I also have Jade who helps me with the grazing tables. Yeah, so there's a few of us. I usually hire a lot of my family. So my sister works here and my cousin works here. <laughs> and then you'll – occasionally see nan and pop around nana's usually doing the dishes so yeah it's it's a good family environment here actually i i worked many years ago when i uh, worked started my career in target one of the regional managers said employ your your family put your mother on the back door your father on the front door and your kids working on the floor and Absolutely. that was about they're the people you can trust yeah bit harder in a big store. But uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, everyone. Mum comes in. Everyone helps out. So it's just this cafe especially has a good family, community vibes. So, And then with my family running around like crazy, so it just yeah. brings it all together. So what sort of clientele do you do you get pick up here? And I hopefully I would imagine you've got some from your previous Yeah, a lot have come back. Yeah. yeah, so which is lovely because we built up quite a big relationship with all of our customers and now we've got oh everyone kind of there's a a broad range of people from the young the elderly we corporates we take everyone we don't discriminate (laughs) (laughs) yeah fair enough so zara how how do you market the business is it word of mouth or do you use social media social media i didn't really market this one as much at the beginning because i wanted to open up softly and see what I needed to change and change it 
But yes, yeah, social media is our biggest. Instagram is our biggest source of marketing. So you, you I just post photos. Regular posts? Yeah, usually every day, a couple of times a day. Yeah, which is good. And word of mouth yeah, as well. Mouth yeah, through. it's big. We're big talkers. <laughs> so, uh, so tell me, when you get up in the morning and you drive to work, yes, what are you thinking about? What am I thinking about? I usually get up at 5.30, so I don't think I'm thinking a lot. I'm thinking about getting the papers and then driving here and making sure I've got my keys with me and my till with me. But no, I don't, I don't even drive with the radio on in the morning. I think it's just I need to wake up, I need to come here and have my coffee and then it's on from there. And what about the food side? Uh, you know, it, it do a lot of coffee, of course. Yes. And what about the food side of the, of the uh, shop? Well, we don't have a fully functioning kitchen, yeah. so we do um, deli sandwiches, so lots of Italian meats, and then we cook at our other venue, um, prep all of our other foods, so we've got... Uh, like sausage rolls, bureks that we get from Joey's Continental. We do a whole array, like different little nibble type situations. But the sandwiches are our main food here. Okay. Um, tell us about the worst thing that's happened <laughs> to yeah? you running this business. Oh. No names, just the word. Nothing no. as of yet. Not in this business. I don't know, actually. We've had to pack it in the street in the morning can be a little bit wild, so we've had to um, lock the doors a few times on some crazies. But other than that, we've been pretty lucky. When you say in the morning, like really early, uh, emanating out of the pub around the corner. I think so, maybe, (laughs) yeah. But we haven't had. We've been very lucky. Our customers are so beautiful, and yeah, yeah, it's not. um, Yeah, there's nothing. So where do you see yourself in five years? Where? Oh, I'm not too sure. I'll be a mum, but. I'll still be here. Still I'll still run be running. Business. Yeah, I reckon. It, before I found out I was pregnant, Dad and I were meant to open a restaurant um, in James Street. But as soon as the baby announcement came, Mum said, no, no restaurant. So <laughs> that's what I would have done. Yep. I do have the plan still, so I'll probably revisit it one Cause, time. Because <laughs> that's still your passion. Your passion yeah, hospitality. Yeah, that. it it's is. Yeah. Well, there's been a few famous uh, food companies up op- uh, I guess uh, start in as small sort of sandwich shops and that or bread shops. I can think of two in James Street and around that area. And I know the That's big Sour- Duck started in James Street. I think didn't he? No, he st- he was up in Newell, actually, Newell. and then Albert Park. Mm-hmm. No, no, um, sorry, uh, uh, Truffle Duck. Oh, Truffle oh, Duck did started. He? There. Yeah, just oh. Truffle. Uh, Hugh started, Hugh started there. there. I've yeah. got a feeling that. Um, Zilli Bay Sourdough uh, started there as well. Wow, there you go. And I also know that Irrawarra Sourdough, they originally started in a cafe oh, in, really? that same er- in that same area. So it's a bit of an incubator. Place to be. A bit of an incubator. It yeah. is. You've, you've got, it's quite well positioned. So it is, it's a, and it's such a booming area now. It's yeah. kind of the precinct, the food precinct of Geelong, I feel. Or oh, Little Mallop Street and James Street will eventually change. So... If you were helping somebody start out, because you're only young, Mm. what advice would you give them? Do your research and plan, do a business plan, definitely. I didn't do one with my first business. I just opened it willy-nilly. I actually had $500 in my account when I opened 5 at 1. And yeah, so, but 
you'll learn. Don't be scared. Take risks, which this is a big risk. You're opening a business with your own money. And so, yeah, and enjoy it. Did you have a mentor? Uh, my family, my dad. Yep. He has been in the industry for quite some time. So, yeah, I kind of just asked them for help when I so needed you, it. So, you bounce ideas off him? And yeah, my partner, kind of everyone. Our family, we're big foodies anyway, so we all help each other yeah, when we cause, can. Because we, we're, we're big on making sure people find a mentor, to mm. just because you can't do it on your own. No, and definitely you, can't do it on your own. And you need to be able to unload and say, yeah. how, how do I fix this? Well, you need somebody mm. to be able to also be uh, game enough to tell you when you need to be told the hard... Absolutely. Some of the hard... The, That's my mum. the hard questions, right? <laughs> That's my mum. She tells me for sure if I'm doing something wrong. But then I also like learning from my mistakes and you have to kind of be on your two feet and learn. Otherwise, you, you're going to continue making those so mistakes how, throughout. On that, while I'm talking about learning, because Mark and I are into continuous learning, mm-hmm. um, how do you follow the trends? How do you keep yourself up to date with what's going on? I go out and try different cafes or I just eat out really and Instagram's massive. You can go through so many pages and there's so much inspiration, Pinterest and so yeah, it's just different trends are online. They're all, it's in front of you. You just have to find it and go and research yourself and... So it's yeah. good. But, I young. mean, checking your competition, even though you say you're not competitive, yeah. you still need to get a feel for like what Like we won't do, we don't copy, copy anyone per se but I... Th- the industry itself, everyone copies. Like everyone has a avocado on toast, or it, it's. But you can't really change a cafe in Australian f- cuisine cafe. You just have to make it your own. Yeah. So a yeah, tweak on a it. little tweak. Yeah. So if you, we said that you had a signature dish of some or product. Have you got one? Our panini, the little, the not so little. Sorry, yeah. that's our bestseller. That has four different types of cured meats and chilli and um, olives and capsicum. So that's the biggest seller here. That's probably, yeah, our most signature dish. And who came up with that? Me. Okay. I can't eat any of them now, but they... Um, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I can't. <laughs> but everyone seems to be liking them, so... Yeah. So do you experiment with food? and just Usually, to, just yeah, to usually. But I've been throwing everything to my sister or anyone else that comes through saying, taste this, and if it works, it works. If not, we just change it. That's good. Yeah. So how do you instill the good old-fashioned word customer service? Yes. Because that's what it's all about. Is it people is. People come in here, they want to be treated like a friend and you know, and you, you know probably by now you know their names and all that sort of thing. Correct. So how do you instill that into everyone that works with you? I tell them as soon as I hire them that we are really big on customer service. As soon as someone walks through the door, we greet them. But I think that's growing up in a hospitality business. I've learned that from a very young age. It is daunting for some people who haven't learned that. So we just make sure everyone smiles and like, how's your day going? That's not a hard question to ask. Do you People have a training program as such? Not really. I, like, during an interview process, I'll interview someone and then I'll straight away get them up on the machine or just get them in. And that's, for me, you need experience. You need to see how they work. You yeah. can't just go off their resume. So that's, yeah. And then when they're here, we just kind of work together 
and go through the procedures. But I'm a very relaxed worker. I'm, customer service for me is number one. So as long as you're happy and smiling, I can teach you everything else. So, so, so you're hiring for the, the attitude and yes. the training. The <laughs> exactly. old adage. Yeah. The right and attitude. I guess, you know, I'm a great coffee drinker in the mornings <laughs> uh, and never miss. What makes a good coffee? Coffee's so complex these days. It's a bit of everything. Your milk has to be nice. You're the beans. We're using a local um, uh, yeah. coffee down Who, here. Who's been? Who's been? They're called Blenco. So we're using their quintessentials blend, which they're just roasting in um, North Geelong. So I think a few factors. And then obviously just knowing the basics on a machine. Like we don't do amazing latte art here personally i feel you can make a delicious coffee without a rosetta on your on your coffee but yeah we make a, a pretty good coffee you've tasted it how yes, do you it think I have. Good yeah. okay no, good no, no it's because coffee roasters you know if we go back a few years they're just the big boys you know and i'll tell you a story one of a very good friend of mine uh, and a neighbour for some 18 years in, in Melbourne was Sisto Malaspina that owned Pellegrini's. Oh, yes. And, of course, he was the gentleman that got stabbed, yeah. unfortunately. But it was so all the years that I used to go in there at, uh, you know, in the odd lunchtime and sit down with him, have a, a plate of spaghetti and a, and a coffee, he never changed supplier over all those years. It's a good thing. And now, and but there are only uh, probably three or four major suppliers. Now there's coffee roasters everywhere. Oh, they're everywhere. Yeah. yeah, I'm constantly getting emails. Can you come and taste our coffee? Would you be thinking of changing? But we we use them on our my previous cafe and love them, and they're family as well and they're always in checking up on you so there's a lot of support and that's what I like they don't just forget about you and go into the next customer they um they actually care how their product is going out and what it looks like and how the staff are here and training they offer training it's it's really important yeah it's there's a cafe near me that has changed hands a couple of times Mm. and it recently changed hands and I say about six months ago maybe a little bit longer and they immediately changed the coffee. And they good used to way get, to upset people. They very used good to get way. a very large group of bike riders go there for coffee oh, in the no. morning. And they all complained about the coffee and said, we don't like your coffee. And they were told, we don't want you here anyway because you only drink one coffee. So they moved. That My business is now gosh. gone. And somebody else has taken it over and has brought back the old brand of coffee. And now all the customers have gone back. So it's really interesting that... Yeah total lack of understanding of the customer but that coffee bean I is know. so vital you change the blend that's why i didn't change it because we do have up, yeah we've <laughs> people follow the coffee and if you change it and if people aren't responding well to it you've got to listen to your customers at the end of the day they're the ones paying for your bills so yep. regardless if you like it or not you have to come to a and the milk's the same. Yeah. Well, when I spoke much. about the 13 places or whatever I said for coffee here, I've tried every one of them. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. It's, you have to. Yeah, and I, not that I can name them, but there are probably three spots that I w- will not buy coffee from because I don't like the coffee. Of course. And then there are a couple of other spots where I go in there and they think I'm an old granddad coming in there and they <laughs> serve 
uh, young ones before they get to me. So oh, really? <laughs> that happened to me one day. Uh, oh, gosh. Maybe you could mystery shop for Zara and give that, them the There right. we go. <laughs> but it, it, and that's why I often wonder about the, how many coffee roasters there are. We have a friend that's got a coffee cart in Ocean Grove. Okay. Because her brother has set up a coffee roasting coffee. place down in um, Warnable. Oh, wow. And so she had a, some spare space outside her architectural office and, and doing really well over the summer. Yeah, you know. such a great idea, especially in summer. Because yeah. people are out walking, so any coffee cart, it's easy to get to. And yeah. Now, the other question I've got, which I'm intrigued of, is how much should a cup of coffee cost? Let's say just a normal latte, because, because I'm intrigued that some people... I've seen it as high as six dollars. Yeah, that's and I've seen it crazy. as low as three dollars fifty. So and we're at four dollars eighty or four dollars ninety. I forget at the yeah. minute. Is that five dollars? Yeah, five dollars is a bit too much for a yep. small coffee. But coffee has gone up in by kilo. Well, that's why I'm asking because I yeah. I read that it's gone up enormously. For us, yeah. we've haven't gone up too yeah. too much, and really from my previous cafe, I've only gone up maybe 30 cents. So I just, I find it insane how people charge six, seven dollars for a small coffee. Personally, I would rather have people come in and you're not really taking a loss on a five dollar coffee at all. Yeah. So people are just greedy, do, I think. Do you look at all your costs? Do you break I do, down your yeah, costs? Yeah, 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 I do. I'm not as frequently as what I should, but I definitely check up on everything and especially at the end of the week, my reports, see what's selling, see what's kind of slower. But um, I need to do it more often, so, I so think. So what type of IT systems have you got in place to manage your business? We have Square, our till system, which is quite um, universal. It's very easy to use. And then we also use Myob, so, which but I'm new to Myob. I previously had zero which, but I think but they're all kind of the same. Everything you need to know is in the in that software anyway. Oh, exactly. All yeah. my reports, everything. Yeah. yeah. So, other than coffee, what are your biggest cost uh, or wages? What are your next biggest costs? Food at the minute. Yeah. Food's quite large. Wages are obviously pretty big, but you have to have staff to work in your businesses. So, I think that it's just it is harder these days. We've noticed, but hard work. It's just well, the same with it. Mark, in, Mark and I do a bit of mentoring in small business and uh, one of my favourite questions is when we're talking to, to business owners is if you had everything in place, mm -hmm. you closed the front door and you didn't operate for a week but you still had all your costs and had all your wages. That would be hard. And uh, you know, this is your break even, you see. Mm. So, and it's amazing how many people have never worked it out. I said, what does it cost you on a daily basis? Yeah, I wouldn't operate? know. I don't, I don't do those breakdowns maybe because I don't want to know. Maybe, <laughs> I was going to say, maybe we're going to scare you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't want to know. But I was um, doing some strategy work in a company, a well-known business outside of Geelong, um, and I asked them, well, what's it cost to operate this business? And they, could, they, they didn't know. Anyway, I got on the system and worked it out. And it was, it was a regional sized business. It was $17,000 a day. And yeah. they had no idea. Absolutely no idea. I and they were a service company. Yeah. You know, so 
It's anyway. We're he's, not he's trying giving to you a hit. The money, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do my research. So next podcast, we want to know the, the <laughs> your daily cost of operating. Oh gosh, just seems like a lot of work finding that out. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. So Zara, love your passion. Yes, I, thank I, you. I, 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 the the uh, customer service just shines through because I'm glad. It, it, is, it is so cool <laughs> to see what you're doing, and and I think you'll be an example to a lot of millennials as we said at the beginning to have a go don't be afraid to have a go change ideas and then get in and see if you can make it work yeah exactly you've done that yes so when's your baby due she's due in may in the middle of may which is crazy fantastic well good luck yeah thank you hope it all goes well for you fingers crossed yeah thanks mark and zara and i'll go back to another podcast we did with the gordon tafe and they have just spent 20 odd million dollars rebuilding their hospitality school. Oh, wow. And any, anybody aspiring to make a start in hospitality, I thoroughly recommend they go and have a look at the course it's there. It's the such to go a have good a look idea. We can, yeah, we, absolutely. Yeah, we'll arrange for you to go and have a look. That'd but be great. But you should see the coffee training room. Yeah, it's fantastic. unbelievable. Oh, really? Yeah. So, yeah. Good. anyway, Zara, it's, uh, we've had a couple of goes of trying to get together. <laughs> yeah. um, a hard one to grab onto. That's right. No, she blamed baby brain on it. <laughs> it right? actually was. I honestly, baby brain's a thing. <laughs> I didn't realise until I was actually with child, so... <laughs> definitely a thing all right good luck and thank uh, you i guess i'll be seeing you more often in the mornings sounds good you're a lovely lady zara (laughs) well done thank you so much